welcome everybody to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. This is Mike Maddox, your host. So glad that you're spending part of your day with us. I'm super excited this morning to have two terrific guests and a great topic to talk about this week on Bottom Line IT. Neogen Corporation, Joe Heinzelman, and Ripe.io, Phil Harris have joined me. Guys, first of all, welcome. Thank you for being on the program. Thanks for having us, Mike. It's a, it's a pleasure to, to talk about some of the exciting things that we're doing and, and part of our journey here. Looking forward to the discussion. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, before we get into what you're doing, because this is fascinating, and I think, you know, our listeners are going to are gonna love to hear how Neogen is using really creative technologies powered by Ripe.io. Let's just, let's just introduce, why don't you introduce yourself, your company, if, if folks are not familiar with Neogen, you know, what Neogen does. Yeah, absolutely. So um, again, Joe Heinzelman, I'm a director of business development here at Neogen. Um, I've been with the company 10 years. Neogen has been around since 1982. Our last reported revenues are 418 million, and that's a global organization. And those revenues come from us supporting um, the food and the animals um, that help produce um, you know, everything that we do from a food safety and animal safety perspective. And that takes about 1,800 employees on a global basis. And we do a lot of different types of diagnostics and genetic testing and cleaners and disinfectants to basically look at the entirety of the supply chain and where food comes from and help make it safer and higher quality and more efficient. And um, I think that part of the story is kind of where this collaboration, you'll see how those those elements come together to to provide a lot of value for a partnership that we have with Ripe. And that's probably a perfect time to stop and have Phil introduce himself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, as I said, uh, Neogen, incredible success story, headquartered, very proud that it's headquartered right here in the capital city in Michigan. Phil, um, why don't you introduce yourself in Ripe.io? Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you, Michael. And uh, thank you, Joe. Uh, good to be with you today. So, uh, as you heard earlier, my name is Phil Harris. I'm one of the co-founders of the company, uh, Ripe Technology Inc., uh, kind of better known uh, as Ripe.io. And after a 30-year career in financial technology uh, capital markets, you know, working for exchanges and technology companies in electri- electrifying, uh, you know, asset classes ranging from equities, stocks, bonds, currencies. Um, I had found this miraculous technology um, back in 2013, 14, while working at NASDAQ. Uh, this was uh, Bitcoin, then blockchain, and then better known as distributed ledger technology. And uh, wanted to pivot, wanted to find you know, something that made you feel good, something that you could really make a difference in. And so my co-founder and I, Raja Ramachandran, had similar careers, uh, and we were kind of have, having the itch that we'd had, you know, success in that particular industry, but we were looking to do something more meaningful. And we looked at around 15 different industry verticals, um, and we kind of landed on three, uh, healthcare, education, or food and agriculture, where we saw problems that could be solved with uh, technology. And so we we came together in early 2017 to form this company, Ripe.io. And I can say that a lot of our early kind of assumptions have now been validated. Uh, Our business is thriving. 
And, you know, I'm happy to kind of share more about the work that we do and the customers uh, that we found uh, globally and specifically the work that we're doing uh, with Neogen. Yeah, perfect. And, in you know, in, when we'll get, to, and I would love for you to do that. And just to go back to you, Joe, for a second, though, Neogen, food and animal safety testing products, right? So uh, if people don't know, you make testing devices, uh, for example, for uh, contaminants in the food supply chain so that uh, large suppliers or food processors can test for things like E. coli uh, or bacteria, right? And, th and then animal safety testing too. I at first glance, that doesn't appear to be an industry where you <laughs> would be using blockchain technology, but um, you know, expand on that a little bit and what Neogen's reach is and what you do for in the industry, because what you do is vitally important for the safety of, of people. Yeah, I mean, it. it um, it really is. And it's a fun place to work because of that, because we've got this mission that, you know, every day we're we're helping protect the, you know, the food and the animals um, that people care about and um, how how those different types of diagnostics kind of come together to add, you know, this story around we know our food is safe and we're taking action and we've got programs that say, hey, we, we clean the surface and so that the peanut product that we produced an hour beforehand won't um, cross-contaminate into these other uh, products. You know, reducing risk, um, improving control over programs is a big portion of what we do within the food safety side. So if you start to kind of zoom out a little bit and think about the different business areas that we are in, they start to... Um, you start to see the silos that exist within the different industries. I think as soon as we start to break those things down, we add more transparency, we add more um, authenticity, and then it's an opportunity to look at from an efficiency standpoint, how do we use all this information that we generate at a ground level and, and just leverage it to the, to the, you know, the nth degree that we think we can. Absolutely. And then, Phil, you know, on, on your side, after a career in other industries and in finance and Wall Street and, all, and those places, you saw something in the agriculture industry that led you to think that the use of this advanced technology was appropriate. That's something that probably wasn't obvious to a lot of people. Yeah, no, we got a lot of funny looks in 2017 in the early part of the year where you know, blockchain as uh, a term or, or a word had not found its way to the mainstream. I think now in 2021, you know, people know the word, but the, any, you know, kind of sentence they use using the word blockchain might end in a question mark, but still, you know, it's a term that they are now trying to kind of grapple with. So, yeah, when we looked at food and ag, the things that kind of, uh, you know, kind of just leapt off the page where the food and ag supply chain is highly fragmented. It's very complicated, but it's also very analog. There's a ton of paper being used within the supply chain. And so those kind of foundational pillars lead to things like uh, challenges around traceability. Uh, they are, you know, a black hole for sustainability related data sets. Sure. Uh, very challenging to understand uh, what's going on in and around quality. And then on top of that, you have these larger problems manifesting themselves around things like 
spoilage and waste and fraud. For so sure. And I want to I want to just stop you for a second because I, I want to get into that in the next segment. We're coming up to a commercial and that's that's the the meat and heart of what I want to want to have you explain because it's fascinating how it's being used in this application. So stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We've got much more with Joe and Phil. We're coming back right after the commercial break. Thanks for listening to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. Welcome back again to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. This is Mike Maddox, your host. I'm so glad that you've chosen to spend part of your day with me. I am really excited today to be talking to Phil Harris from Ripe.io and Joe Heinzelman from Neogen, two incredible companies working together using technology in a new way. Guys, in the first segment, we, we talked about who Neogen is, who Ripe.io is, fascinating stories, laid the groundwork there. Phil, you started to get into this concept of blockchain distributed ledger. These are terms that you know people know, they've heard, especially blockchain, but there's a lot of confusion. Maybe let's start by having you just define what is blockchain? I mean, what, what does it mean in layman's terms if you're listening and you're not familiar with it? Yeah, no, no, sure. That's actually a pretty good idea. So the, the cleanest and simplest way in which we talk about what a distributed ledger is, it's almost self-explanatory in that it is a shared record. So if you think about any supply chain, uh, you know, let's think about a farmer, a distributor, and a grocery store, right? There's information that is, you know, critical to uh, moving food through those different actors, the certifications that might uh, come in and quality and traceability metrics. And they're all keeping their same own individual copy of this information, which is siloed. And in some cases, to provide that efficiency or, or greater collaboration, if they're sharing information, it would bring in, uh, more intelligence and more efficiency into that supply chain. So what really a ledger is, if you think about it, it's one copy of all the information across a broad array of actors, but layered on top of that is a robust structure of governance and security and access features. So as an example, if I, if, if you, Joe, and I were all wanting to share information, I could put information into the single copy ledger and only allow Joe to see a certain piece of information, but restrict you from seeing that information. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's like when you use Google Docs or Excel spreadsheets in the cloud, but obviously there's a lot more to it, but we could you know, spend hours and hours on this, and, and I don't want to go down the rabbit hole too far. No, 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 that's helpful. You know, the, the single the single version of the data, 
the uh, transaction history of the data so there's integrity. And that's an important foundation. That's how Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are managed. But but it's much bigger than, than cryptocurrency. And in this application, Joe, Neogen looked at blockchain technology as a way of managing the safety mechanisms. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I think there are some interesting examples out there with from just a traceability perspective. If you think about, you know, some of the lettuce and romaine outbreaks that have happened in the last couple of years, our ability to figure out where those um, products are coming for and react to that in a timely fashion has been kind of limited. And when we kind of looked at what this partnership is and what it could bring, we saw an amazing opportunity with some of the work that we do at our um, our genetics laboratory in Lincoln, Nebraska, to say, "Wow, what if we were to take some, you know, piece of immutable uh, immutable data like the genetics of the animal and leverage that across the supply chain?" Yeah. So having that data in the ledger, having that part of the of the uh, blockchain, um, and then. It, the whole chain has to be bought into this, though, right? So, from from the from the farm all the way through, you know, the production, uh, through the packaging, in order for it to be effective, right? So, if there's a contaminated piece of meat or, or a brand of meat, you have to be able to go and trace that back, right? So, doesn't everybody have to be bought into this? Yeah, that's, that's like one of the really kind of the biggest hurdles that we kind of see that you know I when we approached this problem that was one of the biggest things that we thought we had to address and by starting with the genetics of the animal you know there are pieces of information that the entirety of the supply chain can use leverage and provides you know a nice carrot for them to enter this information in and leverage this data so then it becomes okay we're all participating and we're doing it because it's a um, a positive economic um, outcome for everyone that's on the chain. And that's the goal. And then we've got all these other stuff that's coming out of it, like traceability and authenticity and, and efficiency at those silos. That's perfect. And we go when we come back from break, um, Phil, we can talk about how your your solution, how Ripe.io has, has provided the power to do this, because that's not a small undertaking. And I, I'd love to have you explain that. So we'll get into that right after the break. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Stay with us. We're not going anywhere. This is Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Lansing Board of Water and Light is working on a cleaner energy future. A plan proposed by a citizens committee and the BWL will replace the coal-fired Eckerd plant with power from wind turbines, solar panels, energy-saving technologies, and cleaner natural gas that improve our air quality and environmental health. Learn more about the BWL's plan to become Michigan's cleanest electric utility at LansingEnergyTomorrow.com. The Lansing Board of Water and Light. Hometown people. Hometown power. Okay, everybody.
everybody. Welcome back once again to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Mike Maddox, as you know, on this program, we talk about how technology can be used in business for greater efficiency, safety, leveraging it for profits. Technology is a business tool. And what a great example. I'm so happy to have on the program this week, Joe Heinzelman from Neogen Corporation and Phil Harris from Ripe.io. And using advanced technology in a completely unique, different way that's truly impacting not only on on their business, but also for society and safety. And you talked about that, Joe, in the last segment and how Neogen's using blockchain and distributed ledger to provide safety. Phil, I'd like to have you just describe the power behind it is Ripe.io. Describe how it works. How does the solution work and how does it, how do you apply it? Sure, absolutely, uh, Michael. So, you know, Joe made a very important statement where to have success with the technology that has to be shared value right so that goes down to kind of the roots of the business and the ecosystem and the participants are they all achieving a goal or making a significant improvement within their operational efficiency and so at the heart of uh, blockchain it's almost like a digital assembly line out of this kind of digital assembly line i can create uh, you know, a bar of gold, a, a currency. I can uh, digitize a building. I can digitize the Mona Lisa if I wanted to, and then have people buy fractional ownership of this object that it is stored on this ledger within uh, an immutable fashion. Now, immutability is a very key feature of, uh, you know, distributed ledger technology in that when a record is placed in that ledger, it's there for good. Right. It cannot be deleted uh, or edited without notification to all the other parties. Sure. And so in our world, we have a pretty, you know, kind of broad um, uh, business in that we're specialty in commodity crops. We're in dairy, but we have a very big focus on animal protein. And when we were kind of putting this business together, I'm going to say something which you know might sound ridiculous, but I'm going to say it anyway, that when we look at that farm to fork buzzword, it's a narrow view of the supply chain because there's a lot going on at the farm and before the farm, and there's a lot going on after the fork. And so we kind of extend the supply chain as far as it possibly can go. So with Neogen, we really leverage their expertise in you know, breeding and embryo selection and genotyping and phenotyping attributes so that we then actually create a digital record of a, let's say a cow. So we understand a lot about that animal before it's already been born. And then we understand its performance. So how good is the milk going to be that that cow is going to to make or produce over its life? And so when you digitize the animal, you're going to understand how it lives, what it eats. uh, Did it get sick? What is this medical record plan? What is the herd management plan? Of, of the dairy farmer? What is the animal welfare characteristics of the dairy farm? You know, really, 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 uh, you know, uh, amazing amount of intelligence from the dairy farm. And then as that kind of milk, let's say, flows through the supply chain, we're going to have food safety checks on that milk. We're going to have quality checks on that milk as it, all, as it goes all the way to the buyer. Now, that shared value now becomes very important because there's a symbiotic relationship where everyone's looking at the data but yielding the benefits that are important to them so as an example the dairy farmer 
is going to be able to say, well, I expected the quality, maybe the butter fat or the cheese merit of this particular cow would be X. I have overachieved or I've underachieved against my expectation. And then when the buyer is buying that milk, they obviously are under contract for certain, you know, quality or, or treats, you know, A2, organic, grass fed, on and on. They want to validate all of the activity of that dairy farmer and of that milk to make sure it met their expectations for the specific variety, for the food safety and the quality attributes. And so by creating this digital record, which is unique to the animal, and then you model through the sophisticated um, analytics, there's this shared value which solves a load of problems that exist today, which the data's there, and the, and the kind of the drive for improvement is there, but there isn't a platform where everyone can come together and kind of solve these problems. That's probably the, the, the way in which hopefully that, that lands with your audience. That, that's, that's fascinating. I mean, not only um, from the aspect of the traceability for safety, but the, the business intelligence that gets gathered along the way to help every member of that chain make smarter business decisions based on the data that comes out of that. I mean, it's information that you would not have were it not for this shared ledger in this in this uh, this digitization and this tracking all the way from the beginning, all the way through the chain to make better decisions going back and forth throughout the supply chain. It's fascinating. And uh, that, that's incredible that you built that platform on that. We only have a few seconds left. So before I let you go, I just want to make sure that we uh, let folks know how to get more information. If if uh, people are interested in Neogen Corporation, uh, Joe, uh, best contact is what website or what would your Web website? And you know we're on the social channels. You can find us on on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Um, you can either ask for me or just reach out. We'd be happy to talk to talk talk to you about what we're doing in blockchain. And that's Neogen.com, and uh, you'll find them traded on Nasdaq at a very attractive uh, rate as well. And then, Phil, how do folks get a hold of you or learn more about Ripe.io? Yeah, I mean, it's Ripe.io. That's is pretty easy. Perfect. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Check that out. Hey, guys, I really appreciate it. This has been fascinating. I appreciate you putting it in terms that even I could understand. So um, it's been very helpful, I know, to our audience. Thanks for being on the program. Thanks for having us. We will be back with more Bottom Line IT. Don't go anywhere. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business.
Welcome back again to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Mike Maddox, your host, and with me are Joe Heinzelman and Phil Harris. Uh, Joe is with Neogen Corporation. Phil is with Ripe.io. Working together using uh, blockchain technology to provide not only greater food safety, but better intelligence, better data, better integrity um, throughout the, the supply chain. And you know, there's there's an aspect of this that uh, you know I'd like to have you touch on, Joe, and and start the conversation around, which is there's a shift in consumer trends and in brands and what they have to be aware of and what they and how they have to go to market. Can you touch on that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that we've got to we are paying attention to, and it's really um, if you look at the people that are changing the way the the food mark uh, food is presented, marketed, and who's gaining market share in a lot of these different categories, very often there's a, a huge component of this is how we're getting the food to you. Here's the story of where it comes from. And as Phil kind of mentioned earlier, some of these are very complex supply chains. And so for us to bridge that gap, you know, we're, we're now changing the conversation um, from, okay, what can we do with blockchain to this is a perfect solution in terms of how we start to build in traceability to meet the consumer demands because they have changed. And now, you know, that's kind of a, a nice jumping off point beyond what we've already talked about, um, uh, efficiency and uh, not just traceability from a risk prevention standpoint, but now we're getting into authenticity. What does this brand mean? What type of promises do we make with this brand? And here's here's all all the pieces that come together to show you that this brand is delivering on the promise that it's made. Yeah. So I mean, it, it, it's kind of you see it even in advertising, where like a poultry manufacturer talks about how their chickens are raised and you know what they're fed, and and that, that's what you're alluding to, right? Is the the, the integrity of their process. And that's what consumers want to know today, right? Yeah, this is a tectonic shift that's occurring. And I think the way that, you know, we've kind of tackled this is riding those waves, those trends, and they're getting stronger. I think in a pre-pandemic environment, there was a growing trend for consumers for transparency. And, and transparency is, you know, uh, thinking about, you know, sustainable farming practices, uh, the carbon footprint of a, of a company, the animal welfare and animal care if you're a meat eater. And, you know, it's no longer good enough just to put a few words on a label. There needs to be a digital storytelling, a narrative which leaps off of your web page, your mobile device that answers all of these pressing demands. And we've seen this shift you know, kind of really, really uh, intensify coming out of COVID that not not only is it a food safety, who touched my food, how did it get to me, where did it come from, but also does it meet my own demands or my own individual kind of uh, preferences as a, a consumer, you know, however I choose to kind of eat my food. Mm. And so this this is alive and well and kind of driving a lot of these brands to kind of realign with their consumers to start to understand how can I start to meet their demands? And, you know, we're seeing large companies now, you know, kind of really look at, you know, those, you know, kind of not like the fresher, uh, just in time kind of meals uh, and things like organic and, 
uh, grass-fed and antibiotic-free. You know, the, these these kind of trends are across category, no matter what kind of food item that you're looking at. Well, even, you know, to add to that, Phil, I mean, even beyond, I mean, here's how powerful that is. It, you know, when I was younger and I wanted, wanted to buy dog food, there was like dog food, right? There was a couple of things. And now the the dog food industry, when you when you look at the brands, it's they're all marketing how their food is produced, what's in it, what kind of byproducts are in it, what kind of fillers are in it. And people are being incredibly selective. I see people with their cell phone, and you you touched on this, in the dog food aisle looking at the brand to determine, am I going to feed my dog this, let alone their children or their family? You know, right. When us. you buy dog food and the dog food's in a refrigerator, right, then yeah. something has changed, right, than it being on a shelf for two years before you would, you know, have to remove it from the shelf. You're right. It's happening not only with human beings, it's happening with with people's pets too absolutely that's a, that is a significant shift and then the the power of just technology and the proliferation if i could speak of technology puts that information right into right into our hands we all carry these mini computers called cell phones that give us whatever we want to know and uh you know and and so we can we can in the aisle make determinations based on what we care about organic you know, you know, byproduct free, you know, whatever that might be, um, how the animal was cared for. You touched on that earlier. Uh, if you're a meat eater, you, you know, how was that animal cared for before uh, it became food? That That's fascinating stuff and a great trend. Thanks guys for touching on that. We're coming back right after this. So don't go anywhere. You are listening to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. I am Mike Maddox and we will be right back. Sonair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sonair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sonair.com. Welcome back again to Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. We're so glad that you're listening. Check out the other programs on the Michigan Business Network. There are shows uh, focused on on business, all, all focused on business and how, how you can do more business, leveraging the expertise of the various program hosts. N- none quite as good as our show. I, you know, I'm a little biased, but, you know, I, you know, I think that's been proven. I'm not sure that's been proven, but I think it has. On this show, we talk about how companies use technology to do more business. Leveraging technology is a business tool. And what a great example we have in Neogen Corporation and Ripe.io partnering together, using advanced technologies like distributed ledger, blockchain, to not only provide safety, but integrity, business intelligence, data uh, for everyone involved in the supply chain in agriculture. Uh, And we've covered a lot of ground. One thing we haven't talked about yet, guys, is regulation in the federal government and their role in this. So it, to what degree does this does that play into it? And how is that changing? 
uh, Mike, I mean, and, and I can take that one. And this is J Joe. So I think one of the things that we see is um, the government and the FDA recognize this as a key area for them to improve public health and public safety. They've recently come out with the Smarter Era of Food Safety. That is a blueprint for the industry, and it's got four key pillars. And we could, we could spend a lot of time on those different pillars. One of them is tech-enabled traceability. Wow. Yep. I mean, that is one of the four pillars of Smarter Era of Food Safety. And, you know, within the last six months, um, they have published a um, – a proposed rule for high-risk foods to address some of these traceabilities. So when, um, you know, we like to think we're a little bit ahead of the curve here. So when we're looking at these traceabilities as, uh, elements and looking at how um, these complex supply chains are managing some of the higher-risk foods, you, you know, we are taking a very similar model to try and use uh, blockchain to address a problem that we see. Yeah, so the, the higher risk foods would, I'm imagining, be things like seafood or shellfish or uh, things that, that, you know, or even even uh, poultry that could carry, you know, deadly contaminants. Uh, am I right about that? Yeah, some like um, uh, different types of cheeses, um, uh, nuts, um, romaine lettuce is probably a big one with some of the, the history there. Uh, there's, I think, 10 or 12 on the first list. But those are the ones that have complex supply chains, change hands all the time. And, you know, it's not like um, a, a can of soup that's been cooked. It's, you know, it's largely a raw agricultural commodity that we have to think about how we prepare. And adding traceability to a lot of those key food groups is the first step that the agency is taking towards um, traceability from a, um, a, you know, a soup to nuts type of approach. Yeah, and you know, speaking, you know, nuts. I mean, that's the pe peanut allergy, right? So if you have a, if you have a, you know, a, a production environment, then you mentioned this earlier that does peanuts, and those, and that is not completely contaminant or peanut free. If that's if you call that a contaminant, for some people it is. Uh, you know, you're creating a, a life and death situation for somebody down the line. Um, and, the, and the government, you're saying, is getting involved to say, we want that traceability. We want to know what happens at every step of the way. And, and Phil, that's where the technology comes in, because without technology, you can't, you can't do that. You can't, you can't provide that kind of information uh, to meet the regulation, let alone to even collect it, correct? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is, I mean, we just applaud the uh, the growing efforts coming out of the FDA and the USDA. I think it's timely, and you can't do 24-48 hour, you know, kind of traceability mandates, which are in the pillars that Joe already outlined. Uh, when you've got to go and look in filing cabinets, right? It's got to be available digital, and so I think for us. You know, uh, it's only going to intensify the shift to use technology within the food supply chain. I lived through the 2008 crisis, uh, the financial crisis, where Dodd-Frank was implemented and radically changed the way in which financial services companies had to adhere to certain new regulations that were pushed by government regulation and demanded by consumers. And think about all the companies that kind of launched in 2008, 9, and 10 out of that financial crisis. I would say that, you know, the pandemic has, again, uh, exposed some structural weaknesses. 
within the food supply chain. And if this regulation becomes, you know, more intense, I wouldn't outright, you know, think that it will be a mandate. Uh, but I think it's kind of, again, heading in that direction. Again, you're going to see innovation come out of this. And, and Winston Churchill, uh, one of my favorite people in history, is uh, known to, for saying never waste a good crisis. And so I think that's what we're going to see. And we're, we're kind of watching and, and really uh, we're an active participant. We've been part of the public forums, both Neogen and uh, RAPAO have been to Washington. We want to have our voice in the room and we want to help shape this kind of shift. But yes, it's it's changing and it's accelerating. Well, yeah, you know, and I'm I'm in agreement with you. The uh, you know, people think of regulation in very negative terms. But in the case of the 2008 crisis and Dodd-Frank, you know, some fundamental foundational um, you know, problems led to catastrophic results. And without regulation, those wouldn't have been fixed. The same thing applies to food safety. And you're saying that that's analogous. And you're also right. Anytime there's a tectonic shift like that, it creates entrepreneurial opportunities. And uh, I did, and I want to thank you because I did not know that that quote originated with Winston Churchill. I've used that quote before, but I didn't know that was the originator. So thank you for that. Also one of my favorite people in history. We're coming back right after this with more. Don't go anywhere. This is Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. Welcome back again to Bottom Line IT and the Michigan Business Network. Mike Maddox, your host, uh, broadcasting today from ASK North, my cottage in northern Michigan where I have no furnace. The furnace isn't working, so I'm on my game because I'm alert. (laughs) And I'm also on my game because I have two great guests with me today, Phil Harris from Ripe.io and Joe Heinzelman from Neogen. And we've talked about a lot of fascinating stuff today, guys. And I want to ask about the population growth, explosive population growth, the population of the planet is growing. How do you continue to feed and produce food for a growing population? Hunger is a real problem in all all parts of the world already, let alone with more and more population growth. So can we touch on that? And what what is the key behind that? And what are the things that I think as a society, we need to start to dialogue and think about? So, Mike, you know, I think when we start thinking about sustainability, I mean, it's both a sustainability and efficiency standpoint. And the way that you start to tackle those problems is it's a multifaceted, very complex problem. One of the ways that we've been helping, you know, from uh, over the last 10 years is the genetics of the animals. So when you look at how a cow is produced or, you know, cattle, can we get more food out of the existing inputs um, as we look at them today? 
Well, probably not unless we, you know, in, do incremental improvements over time on the actual genetics of the animal. And that's when, you know, if you, if you, when you feed chickens and cattle, can we do that process more efficiently? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, efficiency is a really kind of big key thing that we've been kind of talking about in a, in a constant theme when we approach different types of problems with blockchain. The other big thing is can we take these practices and elements that we use to produce food and make sure that they're sustainable and that they lead to future generations to be able to produce either the same or more amount of food with the existing sets of inputs and uh, land mass. And that's, I think, where it's a nice transition into some of the work that Phil's been working on um, and some of the sustainability efforts that he's been a part of. Phil, you want to touch on that and in, in, in the role that you play and your company plays in that in that arena? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I mean, sustainability can be kind of separate into a few buckets. You've got things around, you know, uh, animal welfare, animal care. Uh, you've got carbon footprint. You've got, you know, the expansion of different farming practices, water usage, fertilizer application, till no till and stuff like that. You've also got social economic, uh, financial inclusion, elevating women owned farms. You know, it's a really broad, you know, kind of subject. Sustainability as a word means that, you know, are you a good actor in one of these uh, kind of dimensions? But, you know, one particular area that's getting a lot of attention right now is waste. Now, there's lots of research out there and it's different for every category. But just as a, you know, a, a high level kind of statistic, you know, 30 percent uh, of food can be wasted in specific supply chains. So if I randomly say a tomato, right? Three out of 10 tomatoes that are on the farmer's field do not end up in the consumer's grocery basket. And so if I'm a shareholder of the tomato supply chain and I tolerate that three out of 10 tomatoes don't get sold and go to the consumer, you know, how can I reconcile that? You know, if I if I were to look at Toyota and say, would Toyota tolerate three Priuses coming off of the factory floor? not ending up with the consumer or three iPads or three iPhones that were manufactured in the factory, not getting to the consumer. Obviously, I wouldn't tolerate that. But the, the kind of the food industry more broadly is just accepted. That is part of the manufacturing process. Now, again, that's a broad kind of observation. Uh, certain, um, you know, certain supply chains and certain food categories are a lot more efficient. But if we're going to need to feed a growing population, there's only a finite amount of land that we can actually use and grow food on. So instead of trying to, you know, expand the footprint of farming, we could look at becoming more efficient so that we might get one extra tomato in the basket at the grocery store. I mean, again, this is a a really interesting and very topical area of discussions that brands are now stepping up and saying, I want to be a better actor. I want to reduce my carbon footprint. I want to be able to kind of show you what I'm doing and, you know, the kind of the shift in impact investing. It's, oh, it's just fascinating time. It's it's yeah. so hot right now. Yeah, and we talked about that, that, it, that the consumer expectations and, and the brand reaction to that is driving some of that. But back to the, the inefficiency in certain parts of, of agriculture, um, you know, decreasing a 30% waste by 10% has a huge impact. And 
where does is that where the technology comes into play uh being able to identify what is leading to the 30 percent waste why is it that those three out of ten tomatoes cannot um you know make it to the grocery store uh is it in the in the fertilization the irrigation is it in the genetics of the food um is that is that data that comes out of all of the technology so, so i mean Mike, you might one of the cleanest examples that I can think of is is combining the technology two technologies that we've been talking about today. So we have a product that we call Igenity Feeder, and you know if you feed a 500 cattle to the average, half of them are over, half of them are under. And we're going to use this technology to become more efficient in terms of how we do that and the the delivery of that feed, and that's it's the benefits are twofold. One you're spending less on feed because you're wasting less and you're getting more out of it. And two, now we've become more sustainable because we're, you know, the inputs are better managed and we're getting more out of them. And that's probably the cleanest example in terms of this is how we're improving sustainability. That's fantastic and, and fascinating. I want to thank you guys again for a great program today. Uh, Joe Heinzelman, Neogen Corporation. Information can be found at neogen.com and Phil Harris at ripe.io. And of course you can find them at ripe.io. Thank you again for being on the program. Thanks everybody for listening. We will be back next week with more Bottom Line IT on the Michigan Business Network. dbis.com. Click and order your office supplies online today. Delivered free tomorrow. DBI offers a complete selection of office products, break room, janitorial supplies, and greener products with convenient 24-7 online ordering. Save time and money by ordering online. Visit dbis.com to set up your account today. DBI does all things office, office supplies, furniture, and environments. dbis.com.